going to look at some verses today that deal with prayer. What a wonderful tool that we have that God gives us and the many tools that He gives us while we're here on earth. Uh, I think one of the greatest tools that He gives us is prayer. Uh, we have access to God. And so, why do we pray? Um, and I know this lesson might be a little bit elementary, but boy, this is the Word of God. And we sometimes it's great to get back to the basics because we live off the basics. We use them daily. And sometimes we forget the basics. And so as we look at this lesson, we might ask, what is prayer? What is prayer? In its simple form, a prayer in its simplest form I could think of is just it's a conversation. And when you think of prayer, it's a two-way conversation. We ask and then we receive from Him. It goes two ways. And so fellowship and conversation must go two ways. And when we pray, we ask of God and expect an answer. And so Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. The Bible says this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. So Jesus is our high priest. We see here in verse 14, verse 15 says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the fillings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. And then verse 16, look at, look at this, I love this part. Let us therefore come boldly. I said, what does that word boldly mean? And it's just like, man, we come with authority or we come with just an open door. It's just, it reminds me, I was teaching this to the youth the other day in the prison. I says, what is bold? And it's just like, you don't even need to knock on the door. You just open the door and go in because you have access to God. We have access to God. So we could come boldly to the throne of grace. And why do we come boldly to the throne of grace? That we may obtain what? Mercy. Boy, don't we need mercy? Don't we need forgiveness? Don't we need what we don't deserve? And so God's saying, you have access to me and you can come to me and I want you to come to me and I want you to come to me boldly and obtain mercy and find grace. Oh boy, we need grace, don't we? I need grace And so we could come, we could get mercy, and we could get grace. God's riches. 
Somebody said grace. What is grace? God's riches at Christ's expense because of what Christ did for us. When he died, the gospel, he rose again. And when you become part of the family of God, when you accept Jesus as your personal savior, we get God's riches because of what Christ did for us on the cross. And we get that grace to help in times of what? Need. I'm in need. (laughs) You're in need. And so God is saying, come to me. Come. A matter of fact, come boldly. Because of what Jesus Christ did. And and then he kind of, he makes it uh, personal because he says, you know, uh, Jesus became man. God became man. The God man. And he says, for we have a not a high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. So he's saying, I could relate. I was man and I've been tempted. I'm God. I didn't fall into sin, but I, you know what? I know what it feels like. I know what it is to be in pain. I know what it feels like to be rejected. And and we could go on and go on. And so many of us have those feelings and we live with those things. And Jesus understands. And so not only does he want to meet those needs, but he understands the needs. Ever went to talk to somebody about something that they had no clue about? And when you talk to them, they you got it. They didn't know what you were saying. They didn't understand because they never been there. They never got uh, got uh, um, gone through what you've gone through, and so it's kind of not a really good feeling. But Jesus does. And he says, "Yeah, I got it. Oh man, I understand." And he wants to help, and we could come boldly to him. So prayer is simply just saying, uh, he's our high priest. We could go, we have access to him. You don't have to, when you think of the old Testament and you think of the, uh, Jewish religion and things of that sort, uh, in order to get to God. And even in some, um, groups today, they, their teaching is in order to get to God, you have to come through a man. You have to come through a priest. no, Jesus is the priest (laughs) and you just go to Jesus Christ. Okay. And he hears you and he wants you to come boldly. He wants to meet your needs. He feels what you've been. He knows what you've been through. He understands yet. He was, he never sinned, but yet he understands. And so he wants us to come boldly. So Jesus is our high priest. First uh, Timothy chapter two, verse five, it says this for there is one God and what one mediator. Yeah, between God and man. The man Christ Jesus. So we have access to God. If you're a child of God today and if you know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, hey, you could have that 
prayer life. You could have that two-way conversation with him. And so what a wonderful tool that we have. Prayer. God Almighty, the creator of this earth, wants us to come boldly to him. And again, I remind you, he wants to that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. And so what a wonderful thing uh, prayer is. So simply put, talking with God. We could talk to God because of what Jesus did for us. Somebody once asked me, okay, Brother Rick, um, prayer, doesn't God know our needs? Doesn't he know everything about us and know all our needs? I said, yeah, I, he does. So why do we need to pray? If he knows my needs, why do I need to pray and ask him to meet those needs if he already knows them? And I, I was a little puzzled by that question. And I thought, wait a minute, because he asked us to pray. That's why. He wants us to ask. Sure, he knows my need. But that's not the point. He wants me to ask him to meet that need. And so why should we pray? God commands it. That's what he said. Well, you need to ask. Um, First Thessalonians, let's turn there. First Thessalonians. Chapter 5, verse 17. Small verse there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. says this, what? Pray. <laughs> so God commands us to what? Pray. And what does he say? Pray without ceasing. So ask. You need to ask. So why do we pray? Because he asked us to pray. He asked us to, to, to ask him. Um, and, and uh, Luke chapter 18, verse one, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that man ought to always, always to pray and not faint. So he teaches us that we need to be people of prayer. And, uh, According to this verse, simply put it in the English language, it says, you ought to pray always. And don't faint. In other words, don't give up. Oh, but I prayed and God didn't answer. I don't want to pray anymore. I asked him, but hey, don't faint. Be be persistent. Be persistent. And again, he says, uh, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men what ought to always, not once, not just in the morning, not just at church on a prayer meeting night or whatever, but always to pray. And then don't faint. Don't give up. Be persistent. Every day. Ask. Come to him. Always. So why do we pray? Because he commands it. He commands it. 
Let's look at Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6. Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek ye the Lord. So there we are, seeking God again. We're looking, we're seeking. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. So seek and call. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. So again, we need to have that persistent, faint not, always seek him while he is near. And if you are saved, the Holy Spirit lives within you, he's near. And we need to call upon him. Oh, Brother Rick, but you know, I just pray when times are hard. And I said, well, that's okay. Pray when times are hard, but we should learn to pray always, even when times are good. But again, uh, just pray. So we need prayer. God commands it. God asks us to pray. And so, um, so we see that prayer. And um, let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. Verses 9. So how do we pray? What is the mode of prayer? What do we do? Um, Matthew chapter 6 gives us the model prayer. It's not meant to be prayed rotely like it's written here, but it gives us an idea of how we should pray or tells us this is the manner Therefore, we ought to pray. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 says this. Wait a minute. Did I get that right? I'm in Mark. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 says this. The model prayer. After this manner, therefore, pray ye our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So that's our model prayer. I grew up Catholic and we memorize this prayer along with many other prayers and uh, when you'd go to confession, the father would say, the earthly priest would say, okay, you did so many sins. Why don't you say for uh, our fathers? And that was the prayer you would pray. But that's not anything to do with what the Bible's saying. Okay, He's saying this is our model prayer. And basically he's teaching us how to pray. And simply put, there should be adoration to God when we pray and honor God. And and um, God is holy. 
Um, and so we need to understand that and we could come boldly before him, but we ought to just really thank him for who he is and what he's done and give honor. And so we give adoration and that's part of our prayer life. It should just honor God and hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're giving honor. We're understanding who God is and who he's the creator and he's there and he died for us and he rose again and he works in our life daily. Um, and then there should be some confession. We need to ask God for forgiveness. And then there should be some thanksgiving, thanking him. Hey, God, you answered my prayer. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And then there's supplication. And then we ask and we bring up our needs. So that's following the simple uh, model prayer, uh, scriptural, and how we should pray. Uh, sh- prayer should never be repetitive or mechanical. And we need to be careful, Christians. I'm talking to myself. And, um, you know, sometimes we just, and we're not even sincere and we're not, serious about it and we're just used to praying before a meal or whatever and we have our little thing that we say and we're not even conscious of why we're saying it or who we're saying it to so it must come from a sincere heart and with a submissive spirit uh, understanding who we're speaking to and who we're coming to Psalms 51 verse 6, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me known, shall make me to know wisdom. In other words, our inner parts, we need to come to God with submission and sincerity. Psalms chapter 51 verses 15 and 17, O Lord, open thy my lips. And my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delighteth not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are broken, a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. O Lord, thou will not despise. Again, just understanding that we come humbly submissively and sincerely before God. And we're offering our prayers to him and thanking him and giving praise and confession and thanksgiving and supplication. And there's many things that um, would hinder our prayers, but we won't get into that tonight. But um, what are the results? What are the results of prayer? God answers. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, we love that verse, huh? Call unto me and I will answer thee and I will show thee great and mighty things with thou knowest not. So God wants to answer those prayer and he wants to show us how he could answer. And you've been there and I've been there and we we pray and we pray and then God says, okay, here it is. And we're just amazed at how God answered prayer. And he shows us 
mighty things. Uh, Our God goes beyond. He's mighty. He does the impossible. We ask for those things in our simple human uh, understanding, but when God works, he's going to make things work. And we're going to see great and mighty things. Have you been seeing great and mighty things in your life? Maybe we need to pray and ask for great and mighty things. Call unto me and I will answer thee and, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. James chapter 4 verse 2. Ye lust and you have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet you have not. Man, we try and we work, try to get things done and uh, we get experts and we read books and we do this and we do that and we go to the best person that could help us with this and with that and we've done that. I've done that. You get the best equipment that you could get or whatever to solve a problem and yet it's not solved. And so he says, because you ask not. Have you asked? Have you talked to me yet? He wants us to talk to him and he wants to answer. But it's funny how he wants us. I don't know if the word funny is right, but he just says, I want to hear from you. <laughs> I want you to ask me. I really want to meet the need, but you need to ask. And we work all kinds of things to get it fixed and it's not fixed and maybe because it's a lack of asking. You have not because you ask not. And I know, remember, we must remember, God does always answer. It's true. But sometimes it's yes, hey, yippee, yeah. Sometimes it's no. The answer is no. Oh, oh, we don't like that one. (laughs) No. Or sometimes it's wait. It's not the right time. Those no and wait are a little bit hard, but that doesn't mean God didn't hear us. And that doesn't mean that God didn't answer. It's just, he does answer. Sometimes we don't like the answer. So, the reason, the result of prayer is answers. We're going to get answers. And I get it, and I didn't spend any time on that tonight. There's hindrances to prayer, and there's reasons why sometimes we don't get answers. But sometimes God knows, he sees the big picture. I only see what's in front of me, and we're only human, and we think we know what's best, and God sees everything, and sometimes he says, you know what, what you're asking for is the wrong thing. And many of us learn that the hard way. And we're glad that God didn't answer some of our uh, expectations. And we ought to be glad. And sometimes it's just wait. I think of the Apostle Paul when he was, uh, you know, he had the thorns in his flesh and 
And my God's answer was, my grace is sufficient for thee. I'm not going to take those thorns out of you. Um, and it's because of those thorns in the flesh that you're serving me. I was uh, in a church. I was preaching out in a church on last Sunday morning, and it was there was the Sunday school teacher was teaching on prayer, similar to what I'm doing today. Um, and they're talking about Hannah and her prayers, and then somebody gave a testimony, and it was a mother. She was the pastor is retired now and the wife of the pastor and the son was the leading the music and um the son is uh, is in a wheelchair and he had an accident early when he was younger and caused him to lose his feeling in his legs and things of that sort so he's been in a wheelchair for many years and the the mother, his mother, who was sitting way back there and elderly now, and the father who was back there, the uh, was very elderly too. And she says, "You know, I ever since my kids were little, I prayed. I prayed and prayed for them that they would have a relationship with God and that they would um, be in." a place where God could use them. And and then as my son got older and he kind of, well, he did stray away from God. And I prayed and I asked God, God, please bring him back to the Lord. Bring him back to the Lord. And here's this lady, a, man, a lady of faith. I mean, she's a preacher's wife and she was giving this testimony. She says, I pray for my kids. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for them. Then my son had this accident. And the accident brought him back to the Lord. But to be honest, she says, I'm just being honest. I wasn't happy with God, how he answered my prayer. She was just being truthful. And for many years, I was upset. But now I could look back and she testified. She says, God answered my prayer. My son, because of that accident, came back to the Lord. And he's still in church and he's been in church ever since. But it was hard for me because of his condition that he was in. And I thought about that and it, and God answers prayer. And I thought about that. We need to be careful how we pray sometimes. But you know what? God sees the big picture. We need to try. And this is what she said, which made everything, made me understand where she was coming from. She says, but you know what? We need to trust God. Because he knows what's best. We don't see it sometimes. So we're going to pray, but we're going to expect God to answer. But we may not understand what's going on, but in all of that, we need to just trust God that he knows what's best. So that's part of it, just when you're being trustful. 
And um, yes, the prayer will be yes sometimes. Yippee, yay, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Sometimes it's no. But maybe we should say yippee, hooray, hallelujah with the no too. Or maybe it's wait. And maybe we should say yippee, hallelujah, amen. Because you know what? We need to trust God. And if we ask, he's going to answer. And even if I don't like the answer, God knows best. And we might not know until we get to heaven and, and understand it all or whatever. And we have a talk with whoever it is to figure it all out. And then we'll get it. But while we're on earth here, we'll just see what's in front of us. And we could only understand so much. So God does answer. And then there's blessings. We could talk about blessings. God does bless. And if we pray, God blesses. James chapter 5, verse 16. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous men avail much. So healing comes. Blessings come when we pray. Right here is just giving us some instruction about if you want blessings, confess your faults one to another. You want revival in your life? Get right with God. Pray for each other. Oh, the local church is good for a lot of reasons. But it's also a great place to have friends that pray for each other. And we need to sometimes share our prayer request. And I know a lot of us, we come to church and, how are you doing? Oh, great, wonderful. But the truth of the matter is it may not be great and wonderful. A lot of us lie when we come to church a lot. <laughs> yeah. And what the Bible here is teaching us, you know what? Sometimes we just got to just have that person say, you know what? I need prayer. I need help. And then God says, okay, thanks for asking. And that person begins to pray and God says, here, I hear it. And now let me do some things here. Let me fix this situation. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So find those people of prayer. Find those people who are close to God. Uh, I have a feeling some of us are closer to God than others in our life sometimes. And um, I often ask my kids to pray because <laughs> I just feel like, Man, they're closer to God than I am. I asked my wife to pray about something because I think maybe she has an inside with God that I don't have or whatever. And it might be true. A lot of times they're a lot more spiritual than this preacher. And so we need to have others pray for us. Matthew 6, 6, when, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray for to thy Father which is in secret, 
And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Ah, I love those blessings, rewards. So again, prayer, it brings blessings. And this is what we need today. Don't we peace? I need peace in my life. You need peace. We live in a chaotic world, a craziness of this world, and we just need peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Oh boy, what a wonderful verse. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which passeth, passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. Me and my wife were talking today and we're just kind of sharing about some people that we know and godly people and faithful people. And we were sharing and I said, sometimes, you know, you call them and, 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 um, they end up complaining about the world and the situation. In other words, sometimes we don't even realize it. And, and it was a lesson for us both were, we need to be people as Christians, a people of just saying, you know what? We're going to trust God and not look at the circumstances. We all know. And I said, maybe it sounds like sometimes that they're watching the news too much. Cause that's what I hear. And I'm thinking, you know, that's probably not a good idea. I get it. We need to know what's going on and it's okay to know what's going on. But boy, don't we believe that God is in control? He is. And nothing takes him by surprise. He didn't wake up this morning and say, oh no, the U.S. is a mess. (laughs) What are we going to do? He knows. He has a plan. It doesn't mean we don't pray. It doesn't mean we don't vote. It doesn't mean we don't do what we can and all that. We ought, we ought to. But at the end of the day, we need to just pray. Hand it over to him. Stay on track. Do what you do. Take care of your family. And then just trust God. Leave it, give it to him, give it to his hands and trust him. Because if you're stressed out and worried, you don't have peace. And that's a dangerous way to live. It's a very unhealthy way. It's not good for your physical, your spiritual and mental. And it'll affect you in all those areas. So verse 7 says, Well, let me read it again. Verse six, be careful for nothing. In other words, don't worry. But in everything by prayer and supplication, hey, just pray. I could take care of it. It's not too big for me. But I need you to ask. 
Yes, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then when we do that, the peace of God. Peace. Thank you, God. I need that peace in my life. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding. In other words, it doesn't make sense, but God gives you peace because it's chaotic. But in your, you have a peace about it because you know why God's in control and you understand it. And he shall keep your hearts and your minds mental, spiritual, physical. He'll keep you together through Christ Jesus. That's our promise through Christ Jesus. Um, and so again, just the, we need to trust God and we need to, um, look to him. So DL Moody once said this, I love it. And it's kind of just talking about the verse we just read. DL Moody said this, worry about nothing. Pray about everything. And thank God for all things. Oh, worry. Why worry when you can pray? Trust Jesus to show you the way. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. And thank God for all things. Even those things that are very uncomfortable. That's peace. That's peace. Just remember, God's ways are not always our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And he always does what's best for his children. I don't know about you, but that brings peace to me. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways saith the Lord. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. And then be thankful for all things. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you today. I thank you for your promises. I thank you for the tool that you give us. I don't know if it's the right word, a tool. I think of it as a tool that we have. Of prayer. Help us to be people of prayer. Oh, we get excited about the yeses. (laughs) But help us to be excited about the no's. Oh, I know it's hard. Or not, not the right time. Oh, that's hurtful. But help us to be excited about that. Why could we be excited about those no's and waits? It's because God is in control. And God wants what's best for us, and we're so thankful for that. Today, may you just teach us to be people of prayer and 
and how to respond to your answers. We're thankful that you do answer. We're thankful for the blessings. And again, we're needy. And you want us to ask, and I'm so thankful for that. And you heard the needs earlier, Lord. And I just ask again, Lord, would you please meet needs tonight? Would some come back and testify how God met the need as a result of us asking? Lord, you're a good God. You're a blessing to us. And we're thankful for the peace that you give us amongst the chaoticness of this world. Help us now again be with Pastor, be with his wife, his family. Help them. It's been a rough few months here. And boy, they need peace. They need grace. They need mercy. Many others too, but uh, just please, Lord, please. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.